Hey, we are blessed to have Reverend Keith Hershey with us this morning. Keith uh, has just been such a blessing to Harvest Bible Church and, and just, a, just a tremendous friend. And so uh, before he comes up, though, we've got a, he's got a, a ministry video that he's going to show. That's a, it's a new one that he's put together. It's such a blessing. For those of you that don't know, we support him monthly and have for years. And uh, him and Heidi are just dear, dear friends and very special people. They're just blessing. And you know, Keith's just an awesome, awesome man of God and a blessing. So we're going to go ahead and show this, and I'm just going to turn him loose and let him minister uh, words of life to you this morning. Amen? So let's give him a good, warm Harvest Bible Church welcome. And then, Greg, go ahead and let's do this video. Impart to people spiritual gifts. This is the assignment of Mutual Faith Ministries. This is what we do. Every year, it takes courage to carry the gospel message, Christ in you, to the nations. Our world is in such distress, corruption, war, chaos, confusion, weakness, and fear. But the hope for the world is found in the reality, Christ in you. This is our message. This is the gospel for everyone, everywhere. The mutual faith teams and campuses have the courage to carry this good news and make a difference for thousands of people. In our life centers, refugees are being fed and becoming disciples of Jesus. Children are being educated and youth are experiencing the love of God. In our mission centers, hundreds hear the gospel, and our conferences establish believers in the faith. In our life home orphanage, children are rescued and restored, and these super kids are educated and experience the love of God. In our life leadership Bible institutes, New leaders are being trained, and believers are being established in Christ. In our Life Unlimited schools, disadvantaged kids are educated and receive the gospel. In our church plants in remote villages, new pastors are established, and villagers receive food and clothing. In our retreat centers, pastors and leaders are refreshed in the love of God. Thank you for joining your faith with us in our missions ministry partnership. We will continue to have the courage to carry the message Christ in you to the world. The Lord. Hallelujah. Bless you all. What a great, great treat uh, to be with you all once again. This is kind of my tradition. Uh, <laughs> to hang out with you all the weekend of Thanksgiving. So thank you, Pastor, again for the invite. What a joy. I tell you, your pastors are rich, rich friends in our lives. And uh, I think I was motivated in a powerful way this morning with the announcement about this basketball. I think I, sh I shall return. Hallelujah. I shall return. Praise the Lord. Pastor Mark and I, I think we both, in our mind... Remember, we had a move or two. We're just, we're just looking for it now. Hallelujah. We, I tell people I have a quick first step. I just don't have a second step. But that, that first step. Many years ago, I told you the story about, uh, you know, facing obstacles and giants. And 
these kind of things. When I was a young boy uh, in high school in the state of Michigan, I moved um, from a small village where your pastors have been with me at a retreat recently, but I moved to Lansing. And uh, I was a senior in high school, and I was a starting guard of, on, on the high school team. And our first uh, game was against a cross-town rival, and they had a, a, a sophomore on their team named Magic Johnson. <laughs> and uh, I remember the game because it had double-deck bleachers, you know, and, and the junior varsity game, the fire marshals wouldn't let anybody else in. Everybody was there uh, to see Magic. He was a household name then from his, his freshman year. So I remember uh, being so brilliant as I was. Making a move, you know, to the, to the hole. It was just so beautiful, down the lane. I, I mean, it was going to be a poster, beautiful move. <laughs> I was going to see it that night on the news. I knew it for sure. And I released the beauty of the shot. And this long six-foot arm comes sweeping through the lane. <laughs> and, and the ball ended up in the bleachers. And the whole place stood up and applauded magics. Defense, and uh, the next day, in the Sturgis Journal, in the sports section, the headline said, Johnson starts season with 20 points, 18 rebounds, and one block shot. (laughs) And I I took the article to my mom, and I said, look, Mom, I I made the headline. (laughs) Sometimes you just have to have a perspective that you're better than you are. So actually, I, uh, I'm leaving this Tuesday for the Philippines. You saw in the little video, we just built the retreat at Victory Lane. We're going to be dedicating it there on the campus. We're excited about it. And then, of course, seeing all the kids and doing a lot of gospel preaching. But we're just so thankful for all of you. And thank you for being planted in the local church. Uh, you're so blessed to have a fellowship and a family and uh, such gifted, anointed uh, pastors. Uh, you're so blessed. Uh, for their love, their care for you, and, and the word they, they provide. One, worship wonderful. Yeah. Hallelujah. Just so, give the Lord a shout. Can you do that? Hallelujah. Amen. God's good. Amen. Heidi was going to come. She so enjoyed being with all you ladies at the event earlier in the year. And I was telling Pam before the service, uh, Heidi had the opportunity to be with me or to be with the granddaughters. <laughs> me, granddaughters, me, granddaughters. Granddaughters went out, so she's with them today, but she sends her love to all of you. She wishes she could be here. She's just been very, very busy and hosting people, of course, this week and then hosting this coming week. So uh, she's uh, got her hands full, but she loves you all lots and uh, so enjoys your company and the fellowship she had with you. What I want to do is continue with the Christmas carol, with the Christmas season, with the mindset to me, which is a redemptive picture. What I want to show you is a picture of you as a new covenant believer by telling you the Christmas story. Now, you can find this in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to give you the Keith Hershey paraphrase, okay? So this is the Keith Hershey version, but check it up. It's, it's, it's almost accurate. It's, it's close to accurate, but for the principle. Remember, Miss Mary was, most say, like a teenage girl, and, and she's going through the routine of life. We all have routines that sometimes bug us. You know what I mean? Just humdrum routine of life. But we need interruptions 
that bring our spirit alive, that make us want to move, huh? And so she's going through the routine of her day, and Gabriel, who was uh, sent from God, interrupted her with a message from heaven. This is what you need. Your most prized possession is never what you hold in your hand. Your most prized possession is always what you hold in your heart. What you hold in your heart can change everything about natural circumstances. So Gabriel came into her environment and greeted her. There was a salutation. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Now, friend, this is the most important news that you need to believe. You need to believe that you are highly favored right now as you are. Regardless of what you think is wrong with you. You have the favor of the Father, not based on you, but based on the Lamb of God. Amen? God loves you completely. He favors you abundantly. And he's going to bless you eternally. So you are highly favored, and the Lord is with you. If you every day can just have that as a declaration and lift your hands like we did today, and give him praise and say, Father, thank you because of Jesus, I'm highly favored today. You're with me today. March through your day. This is the way forward in everything. You're highly favored, and the Lord is with you. And she was taken back at this kind of message. Most people can't digest good news. We're attracted to negative news because we always put ourselves in the equation. But see, the equation for your salvation is really the Lamb of God and the Lamb alone. And this is the beauty of the gospel of announcing the news that you have favor with God and the Lord is with you. So she was taken back and said, what can this mean? And then the message began to unfold. And in the message, she learned that she could have an assignment to carry Christ to the world. She could conceive if she could simply believe. She could conceive if she could simply believe. And so uh, she thought about this. Wow, the Savior of the world in me? I'm going to be the address for God in the earth? You've got to be kidding me. So she asked a good question. She said to Gabriel, the messenger, how can this happen? How can this be? Because I've not yet known a man. I've not had the intimate relationship with with a man. I'm I'm, I'm engaged to Joe. Joe's a good brother, but we've not got acquainted. I'm a virgin girl. How can this happen for me? And Gabriel said, that's a good question. But here's a good answer. The Holy Spirit is going to settle on you. And you're going to conceive the word. And so she suddenly decided that she would yield to an opportunity. In the humdrum of your days and the routines of life, you've got to come to a place where you simply yield to the beauty and the strength of the gospel. And simply say, let it be to me. According to the word. Now the interesting thing about this story, as soon as she believed, Gabriel split. Most of us like company. You know, when we're carrying a promise, we need encouragement. Because life's, life's painful. The world's hard. The world's broken everywhere. And in our lives, in our family trees, right? We all got stories of our own life, our own challenges, and we're so frustrated. It's good to have company when you're believing something. This is why church is so powerful. 
This is why you are making a decision to gather is so important because those around you need you just as much as you need them. Because all of us are called to carry Christ. And it takes courage. The courage to carry Christ in you. This is what I want to talk to you a little bit better about today because Mary was given this assignment that Christ Jesus would be birthed in her. She said, be it unto me according to the word. And Gabriel split and she was all alone. And when she's all alone, she doesn't look any different. She doesn't feel any different, but she knows what she believes. So Mary made a decision. The Bible records in Luke chapter 1 that she made haste to go see a friend in faith. I call it mutual faith. I think you need to find a friend in faith that can see what you hold. You need to be around somebody that knows and believes in what you carry. And this is one of the great uh, gifts your pastor has, Pastor Mark. I know Pam as well, but through the years that I've known Mark, he's always been an encourager to those who are caring. And you can find, I, I see him just even today with the saints, mingling among the saints outside, inside, everywhere. He's got an encouragement gift. He's a Barnabas, really, with a word, but he can see something you're carrying. And so Mary went to Elizabeth, and when she got into the presence of Elizabeth, Elizabeth prophesies. Sometimes it's exciting when you go into an environment and it stirs people. It stirs people. They see something differently. And so Mary, the Bible records, speaks over, I mean, Elizabeth speaks over Mary prophetically about Jesus and about herself. And the conclusion of the declaration to Mary was, there will be a performance of those things told you from the Lord. The courage to carry Christ, and it's validated. It's going to happen. You heard it from another human source. And uh, this is so important because you and I have different things in life that we believe we're called to do through the scripture, through the word. And it's very important as a believer for you to know, for me to know, what has God spoken to me? What he's spoken to me might be different than what he spoke to you, which is good. We're all human. We're all individuals. We're all in different places and spaces. But it's so important and so significant that we bring it forth to completion, that there shall be a performance. So Mary went and found a friend in faith. She found an Elizabeth. Elizabeth was, uh, you know, she was an encourager. She was one who could see that Mary had something that God had spoken. And this is why, for me, I, uh, I, I like to surround myself with people who can see what I'm carrying, who can see the, the vision and bring it forth and show me how to stay steady and stay strong and be faithful to the word that it's going to come forth as God had promised. So the courage to carry Christ in you. This is what Mary was doing. Mary to me is a template of a new covenant Christian. You see, Jesus came to establish a new covenant based on new promises. Amen. The book of Hebrews says that the old system where your righteousness was the Father was based on your obedience to the law, was going to be replaced. And yes, exchanged with a new covenant called grace, where it's the obedience of one, Jesus Christ, that does all the qualifying for you. Hallelujah. That's the only reason why I'm in. Hallelujah. 
That's the only reason why I'm accepted. I know that Jesus has done it all. And I chose to believe it. So you and I were in a new covenant of grace. But in the new covenant, the reality is the mystery that's now revealed, which is Christ in you. When you're born again, when you have the revelation of the incarnation, that Christ is in you and you, you, you become a new covenant carrier, you become a new creation and you're carrying Christ. This is the assignment for the new covenant believer. Now you and I are the residents of God in the earth. We are God's address in the earth. You and I are. It's not like we have to look for him. He is, he's present. He's here. He's in us right now. All day, 24-7. He hangs out in you. Christ, you have to have the courage to carry Christ in you. Now, if you believe this, if you believe the new covenant reality that Christ is in you, it's going to change the way you think. It's going to change the way you live. It's going to change the way what you do. It's going to change a lot of things because we are trapped in this natural world system. But Christ, who's in us, is from a different kingdom, a different world. So we have a different worldview. We have a worldview from the kingdom of God's dear son. Can you think about Miss Mary carrying Christ? It's just like you when you get born again. Having the courage to carry Christ in you. You know, it's like at school or at work or in our society, in our culture. You know, the society, our culture now, they want you to conform to the culture. They want you to think the way the culture thinks. Validate what the culture validates. If you don't, you're called a hater. They shut you off. They turn you off. Uh Uh-huh. With everything. Huh? So it's going to take courage to carry Christ in you in this hour. You got to know what you believe. And you got to realize, no, the revelation of the Lamb of God in me is my identity. Nothing else. And we need to come to a place where we know and believe that Christ is in us. It's like people that want me to subscribe to things that aren't for a new covenant believer. I just say thanks, but no thanks. Christ is in me. Y'all have, have a good time. Christ is in me. You've got to have courage to say no. You've got to have courage to be a believer. You've got to have courage to know that Christ is in you. You know, after Elizabeth encouraged Mary, Mary sang a song. It's called the Song of the Magnificent. She said, my soul does magnify the Lord. My spirit rejoices in the Lord, my Savior. He has done great things. And holy, holy is his name. She sang. When you're carrying Christ and it's validated, it's confirmed, you got to, you got to face your day with some joy. You got to face your day with the revelation, hey, all is well. The Lord is working now and he's working on my behalf. So we all need people like Elizabeth in our lives. You know, sometimes I was talking about your pastor, Pastor Mark and uh, Pam, but you know, they're encouragers in their personalities. Heidi tells me I'm an encourager. She says that I'm like a Barnabas as well, that people, uh, yes. people uh, feel, feel strengthened. But yes. to me, I like to even go up to secular people or, uh, you know, people of the world, let's say, and surprise them with announcements over them. 
that just make them like adjust their thinking. We have, to, we have to recognize that God's got all of us on this planet for a purpose. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Even if people that don't know it, don't believe it yet, they're here for a beautiful purpose of a display of the love of God. And we have to find a way to connect and communicate so they can, too, experience the beauty of what Jesus has for them. I think sometimes in our day, we need to identify as an Elizabeth. We need to find somebody we can encourage. You know, in our world today, they want you to identify as a lot of things. I identify as Elizabeth. Hallelujah. That's what I do. I'm an encourager. I'm going to tell you there will be a performance for you of those things told you of the Lord. Yeah. That's, That's the declaration you tell people. Listen, don't worry. Be happy. God loves you completely in your brokenness. In all the mess that you're in, God loves you completely, and there's going to be a performance of you, for you, of everything told you of the Lord, and first thing he told you, you're going to be delivered. You're going to be set free. Yeah, so let's rejoice. Let's be glad. We need people in our lives that can see what we carry. We we have to believe that the word is taking hold and taking root in the hearts, in the lives of people. Look at Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. The Bible says to them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. This is the revelation for the new creation. Christ is in you. Now think about this. Mary conceives Christ. Now, Mary is going to birth God in physical form. We don't birth God in physical form, but Christ is in us. But we birth Christ through us, the manifestation of the spirit of Christ through us, through our lives. Not physically, but it changes physical things. But we we have to come to the place where we believe the revelation of the mystery. People always want things like this explained. I don't know how to explain it. You can ask your pastor. I'm going to leave town in a couple hours. Hallelujah. Ask him. I I can't fully explain the mysteries of God. But I believe it. I believe it and I sense it. I feel it. I live in the reality of it. Christ is in me. And I'm, I'm going to have the courage to believe it. And I'm going to have the courage to act according to his nature, his life, his character, and his word. Whether I understand it or don't understand it, this is going to be my testimony. The word is my testimony. God says my life works better if I do it that way. I'm going to do it that way. I'm going to identify in Christ. I'm going to identify in him. You think about when Mary had Christ in her, you know, it kind of overwhelmed her because Gabriel goes, she gets encouraged by Elizabeth. Elizabeth says it's going to happen, but now she's got to talk to old Joe. What a bummer of a conversation, you know what I mean? Can you imagine Mary going to Joe and say, uh, Joe, uh... I got to let you know, uh, I don't know how to say this, uh, but uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm with child. Joe says, what? How can you be with child? We've not had intimacy. Well, uh, an angel. Uh. But you know, there did not have to be any uncomfortable conversation because God in his love and mercy revealed to Joseph in advance in a dream. I like old Joe. 
This is a good brother. If he played basketball, he'd be on my team on the 10th too. Hallelujah. <laughs> With your pastor. The three of us, we dominate. Just give us the trophy today. Hallelujah. And I don't even need... Huh? <laughs> but old Joseph, you know, he was a, he was a righteous man. And he, he believed what God spoke to him in the dream. And he took his wife and he believed she conceived. Without condemnation. Without judgment. Without second guessing. And then he discerned through the whole birth and the process. And then the government, remember the government uh, was killing all the, the male children, you know. So in a dream again, God tells Joseph, hey, it's time to split. Lickety split. Head, head to Egypt. Be a refugee. And Joe did it. He covered. And they walked together. They had the courage to carry Christ against political turmoil. And I tell you what, if you think everything is just so wonderful in these countries of the world, like where I minister, or even in America, you got to stand up anywhere today to be a believer. You got to stand up and say, no, Christ is in me. And you know what? Sometimes it costs people things because the world's wicked. The world's wicked. The Bible says the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. And uh, so Mary and Joseph are in Egypt. And then God tells Joe in a dream, hey, the government, that wicked Herod is dead. Now go back to your hometown. Raise Jesus. He had the courage to go back to his village, be a carpenter and raise Jesus. So Jesus could rise up in the anointing that God had for him to uh, reconcile the world to himself. What a beautiful, powerful thing. But Joe joined his faith with Mary, he became an Elizabeth, so to speak. He encouraged her and believed that what she was carrying was going to come forth. And it did. We all need somebody like that. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need me whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. Huh? <laughs> You've wanted to say that for a long time. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the Bible says in Galatians 3 verse 27 For as many of you as were baptized in Christ or immersed in Christ You've put on Christ If Christ is in you, Christ manifests upon you and through you And you wear Jesus It takes courage to be a believer It takes courage to carry Christ in you Look at the Bible says in Romans 13, verse 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. How many of you periodically can have a, a flesh uh, attraction <laughs> or a fleshly response? None of you. This is such a spiritual church. I, it's just brilliant. You know, this, this, this gospel preacher, I'm always in the spirit, but my wife now, no, not, not really. Huh? She, she's not here to, <clears throat> actually, Heidi is so, uh, got the fruit of the spirit all the time. It's this brother. It's this mighty point guard. Hallelujah. Back in the day. That still has the same anointing today. Hallelujah. No. It's, it's this brother that challenges at times in the flesh. 
My flesh fails now and again. Quit looking at me like that. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know what I do when I fail? I say, thank you, Jesus. Your blood's ever cleansing. I take communion, remind myself that he holds me stronger than I can hold him. And he's tender to me. And when I slip up and say something stupid, the Lord somehow redeems it all. And he takes me in my brokenness and still allows me to carry the revelation of Christ in me and announce the beauty of the gospel. So others can carry through. So don't be so hard on yourself. Listen, you, you didn't have to qualify to get in and you don't got to qualify to stay in. So quit putting all pressure on yourself as though you need a good resume to hang out with him. He loves you as you are. Give the Lord a shout, somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> Make no fulfillment for the flesh. But it takes courage. Courage requires an encounter. That's right. Come on. It takes a word. It takes a revelation. See, some of us are being stirred in our spirit even now. I, I, people always, sometimes when I'm preaching, tell me they were encouraged or something. I say, I encourage myself. Hallelujah. Huh? Yeah, I, I preach to myself more than y'all half the time anyway, you know, because I need the revelation that I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Because life's painful. And we're looking unto Jesus. Faith is never in a deficit when you're looking to the Lamb. Because faith is authored in Him. You know, it's concluded in Him. It's initiated by Him. It's the Word of Christ, the revelation of Christ in you. At Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing here by the word of God. It's the word Christos in the Greek. Look it up. It's, it's the message of Christ. It's the redemptive work of Jesus where faith is found. Amen. That's right. Come on. Faith is not of the law. No. Paul said. No. Faith is in the Lamb. That's right. Amen. But it takes courage. And courage requires an encounter with Jesus, yes. with the word. You need to hear the message. This is why. This is why every week when you have your service, you, you, you come, you, you, your worship is so dynamic, your heart's tenderized, and suddenly your pastors can proclaim something that you yes. capture. Stirs you deep. Changes everything. Changes everything. Look at Galatians 4, verse 19. Paul said this, My little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Christ is... Think about Miss Mary. She gets the word, Gabriel goes, Christ is in her, but there's no evidence. There's no maturity of the seed. There's no growth. As Christian people, you may get born again, you pray a prayer, and you're still living in the flesh, and you think, I wonder nothing took. No, the seed is there. You're redeemed. Your spirit is recreated. Your flesh needs to be, you know, subdued with the authority of the word. But you're born again. You're, you're redeemed. You have to grow in Christ. You have to mature. You have to show Christ. till Christ is formed in you. The prettiest picture to me of my wife is when she's great with child. There's a glow 
there's a countenance. My favorite picture of my wife is from a distance, but she's standing sideways. She's gigantic with child. And she's watering some little flowers. And the baby was formed in her. See, Christ should be formed in you. It should be a, there should be glow about your life in the most disappointing circumstances. There should be courage in your mouth and in your voice and in your declarations in the most disappointing of circumstances. Christ is in me. Christ is in me. I'm born again. You know, the more you're showing, the more you're ridiculed at times. Can you imagine Miss Mary, you know, not being married and being with child and the ridicule of her society? You know, sometimes today, if you tell people you're a believer in our society, you can be ridiculed. Have you, know, have you noticed? You can be shunned. They can scream at you and shout at you and call you names. I mean, that's been my experience. And I'm a nice guy. It takes courage to carry Christ. It takes courage to be a believer. It takes courage to be in church. It takes courage to tell somebody else about the love of the Father. But we have to be showing. Manifesting the beauty and the love of God. Look at Jesus says. These, these verses will really encourage you because when when you're carrying christ there's always a clash of the kingdoms the kingdom of god's dear son in the world systems have you know you don't always fit in now to the world look at jesus said about it matthew 10 verse 21 22 now brother will deliver up brother to death isn't that exciting and a and a father his child and children will rise up against parents Uh uh-huh and cause them to be put to death oh no and you'll be hated by all for my name's sake. What a bummer. But he who endures to the end will be saved. Now, who wants to sign up for that? Come on, but it's true. The gospel. It's true. The gospel cuts and divides. People don't understand. Look at, look at, uh, look at uh, John 15, verse 18. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. That, that, that's encouraging. I like that now. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. I wonder why the world never really, uh, you know, was enamored with anything about me. <laughs> yeah, because you're not of the world. I chose you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Can you be comfortable with that? I can. Yes, amen. I, I don't need the following of, of anyone or anything, really. I was telling your pastor before the service, we're yakking a little bit, because your pastor's been in ministry like full-time for like 45 years, about like me. And the thing I don't understand, we're still, you know, only 49 and just very good looking and very, very gifted basketball players. I just don't understand how this works. But anyway... Uh, you know, 45 years, a long time, but we're talking about, man, we're still, we still carrying a calling. We're still excited about the future. We're still moving forward in life. And you know what? I would sign up for this every time. I could care less of anybody's validation. I got the validation of heaven. Christ is in me. 
I'm in the Lamb of God, and I'll take the pressure. I'll take the ridicule. I'll try, take uh, whatever, whatever it is, and I, you trust me, I've had my share of all of it. And, uh, but you know what? I still get up and smile. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Huh? And, and preach, and you know, people get saved. This is the beauty of it. I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the world, or the word that I said to you, a servant's not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they'll also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. It's amazing. The courage to carry Christ in you. In Jesus Christ... You know, it changes the whole equation. So now when you have the revelation and the confidence that Christ is you, in Christ, believers have died to sin. Amen. You've on. died to sin. Yeah. You're dead. The Bible says you reckon yourself dead to sin. <laughs> Come on. People say uh, to me, Keith, why, why aren't you, a, 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 you know, like a sin preacher against... Uh, I, I'm dead to it, so I really don't think much about it. You know what I mean? I, I, choose, I choose to make a decision. No, Christ is in me. I'm dead to sin, yes. and I'm alive to God. It takes courage. Yes. It takes courage to be dead to sin. But that's where I choose to live most of the time. You know, because little, little things, you know, unbelief can be sin. Huh? You know, not operating in the fruit of the Spirit can really operate in fleshly, carnal, sinful things, right? D different things. So not that you're doing really naughty, naughty things, just little naughty things. Hallelujah. <laughs> but no, we have to be, <laughs> we have to be dead to sin. Yeah. We have to be dead to sin <laughs> and alive to God. In Christ, believers have died to sin and in Christ, believers have died to the law. That's what the Bible says, Romans 7, 4, Galatians 2, 19. You can look them up. You're dead to the law. It's not your governing, it's not your governing uh, policy for righteousness any longer. If you could be righteous according to the law, the Bible says Jesus died in vain. Righteousness is gift and gift alone. I like it that way. Because it makes me uncomfortable. Because we all want skin in the game, like we're so wonderful. Huh? Like we did it on our own. Like we're so spiritual and dynamic. Listen, I've learned Jesus is my all in all. And I've just got the courage to carry him and believe it with all my heart. Hallelujah. So in Christ, believers have died to sin. In Christ, believers have died to the law. In Christ, believers have died to the world. Galatians 6.14 says that. Galatians 6.14. You are dead to the world in the world system. God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. I like that verse. Because the world will always have a voice, won't it? It will always be enticing. And you got to say thanks, but no thanks. I have the courage today to carry Christ in me all day. I'm dead to the world and the world system. Because Christ is in me. See, in Christ, believers have died to sin. They've died to the law. They've died to the world. Number four, they've died to the flesh. This is uh, Galatians 5, verse 24. 
Those who are Christ or in Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. You don't give him voice. You don't, act, you don't negotiate with the flesh. You say, thanks, but no thanks. Christ is in me. And then when you're struggling, when you feel like you, that's when you need the Elizabeth in your life. You need, you need somebody to say, hey, you know, I'm struggling. I'm mad as heck. Please pray for me. You know, I've had people pray for me when I have just thought I was going to lose it just doing missions work. God, God, God's had to deliver me from me. Most times. Yeah. Because I get in the way with my flesh and flesh thinking. I need to come to somebody like Pastor Mark. Mark, lay hands on me and pray for me. So I don't yield to the world or the flesh and flesh out. Have the courage to carry Christ in you. Did y'all enjoy the word today? Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the love of God for you. This is the beauty of being a believer. This is the beauty of receiving Jesus as your Savior. Christ takes residence in you. You're, born, you're a new creation. And uh, if you're here today or if you're watching online and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, today's the day. You hear from the heart of the Father, from the messenger, the preacher that says, you have favor with God now. And the Lord is with you right now. Just receive the love of the Father. What he did on the cross is for you. And he's reconciled you. He's forgiven your sin eternally and forever. If you'd like to pray a simple prayer and give your life to Jesus with all of our heads up and all of our eyes open, I want to see if you have the courage to be a believer. You know, Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before the Father in heaven. If you don't confess me before men, I'll not confess you before the Father of heaven. So it's important that we say, no, I want to be a believer. If you say, Keith, you know, I want to give my life to Jesus. Or you say, Keith, I've, I've so wandered from the Lord. I just want to reseal my life in Christ today. In the revelation, Christ is in me that the blood of Jesus has worked in my life and forgiven all my sin. I'd like to give my heart and life to Jesus today. On the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Would you do that? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else? Online? Praise the Lord. Put your hands over your heart, everybody. Just say this with me, all the congregation. And those of you that raised your hands, just say this. Say, Jesus, Jesus I, receive your love. I receive your love. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for, forgiveness. Thank you for, new, life. Thank you for new life. I believe, I believe that you died for me. You were raised from the dead. Thank you, Jesus. You're my Lord. I receive divine life, divine nature. I'm born again. I'm a new creation. Fill me with your spirit. Christ lives in me. I am redeemed. And I give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody give the Lord a shout. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, my friends, those of you that lifted your hands, you know, hang out afterwards. We'll give you some material or pastor will give you some instruction. Hang out with me. I'll give you a little book. Hey, speaking of little books here, I brought some things today. One is a Christmas devotional. 
this is a 20 or a 31 day Christmas devotional written by my son. Each day is four, four pages. It is, is very powerful with revelation and insight. It's just, it makes your, your heart strangely warm as we come up into this Christmas season. It's out there. It's $10 if you'd like that. Also my book, Be Loved. You're accepted in the beloved whether you like it or not. So you might as well just get comfortable there. huh? And uh, that's the place you belong. Accepted in the beloved. That's $10 as well. And then a new book just been out for two weeks. It's called The Courage to Carry Christ in You. It's a little book. You get two of them for five bucks. If you don't have five bucks for two of them, uh, I'll give you a book. Just uh, tell somebody back at the table. And uh, I'd be glad to bless you with the book as well. But I just want you this Christmas season to meditate on the revelation of the incarnation. That Christ now is in you. And you're redeemed. You're reconciled to the Lord forever. And then find somebody you can invest in. Be an Elizabeth to somebody around you in your world. And... Uh, Invest in the dreams they carry and the assignments they carry too. Thanks so much. God bless you all.